Follow the World Wide website. We're Hack the Dino. That's Dan. I'm Ben. And we're at Avcon. Avcon. Dan, what is Avcon? It's the best time of the year. Um, actually, it is one of my most favourite uh, uh, conventions in Adelaide. Uh, basically, you've got everything you want to do in a convention here, plus more. You've got like a giant... Uh, gaming hall where you can play games for free. Retro games as well as modern games. Yes, the Retrospect Museum is over there. We have Nintendo here. We, there's also all sorts of other stuff. There are speedrun competitions. There is Gundam building. There is a board game area, so tabletop board gaming. There is a big main stage uh, where they're doing um, eSports and stuff like that. There's also the exhibitor hall, so if you want to buy stuff, you can... Stop that. You can. <laughs> I was explaining that I was bored. Ah, oh. board, board game. You can't. Oh, I get it. Um, there is also yeah, all sorts of stuff. There's, there's food here. There's a maid cafe. There's cosplay. People dressing up as them things. There is everything here in this one place, and it's always my most exciting time of the year. I love it so much. And do you know what else is here? Us, Hack the Dino. That's right, we're here recording all weekend. Uh, so we're doing something a little bit different this year. We're going to be uploading sort of mini 5-10 minute segments to the main YouTube channel throughout the weekend so you can see them. Uh, the full episode will come out sometime during the week as well as the podcast. So be sure to check out those videos, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, help us grow, but hitting that like button really, really does uh, help us do a funny dance. And yeah. Alright, let's go on to what we've been playing and Dan. So, this week, um, actually I've been pounding, uh, it's called, I'm always, I always get the name wrong, I was called Wonder Boy, it's actually Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. You've been pounding Monster Boys. I've been, shh. Um, it's, so it's basically, this game is basically Wonder Boy 4, so it's, it's set after, in the same world as Wonder Boy 3 in the Dragon's Trap. Uh, you play as a new kid, uh, you don't know who he is. He's, he's just, um, he's got blue hair. He's a boy. Yeah. You have, and you actually have a, a little character that comes on who's looking for the green-haired girl, which is referring to the game before, which I think is very, very cool. Um, you start off and uh, your uncle flies in on an, a barrel of enchanted nectar, drunk, and with the magic wand that he somehow got, and he turns everyone into the kingdom into monsters. And it's your task to find the five orbs and... Uh, and to, re you know, reverse the spell. And each time, you obviously, you fight a main boss and you get an orb and that, that orb changes you into a different monster, which straight away you can scroll between. So first off, you get changed into a pig and he has the powers of sniffing out secrets and, um, and stuff like that. And then you get turned to a snake. And every character has really, really, which I found was really amazing, really re uh, unique abilities. And it... It makes for some really, really, really good puzzles in the game. In the point when I was streaming it, I did get some puzzles where I was like, I have no idea how to do this. And I had to think for a while, really think outside the box. And I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. You know, you have to hit the bees and the bees come out and then hide in the water and then the bees go do this and stuff like that. Very, 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 very cool game. Um, as someone who's a massive fan of the Wonder Boy series throughout the whole, whole lot, this is a very good game. It is a lot longer the last game, I reckon it's going to clock in and, about, in and around about 20 hours. I've got the first two of five, and it's taken me around about four hours to get to that point. So it's going to be a great... Are you shrinking to my size? No. Good. It makes me feel better. Finally. Finally, I'm on top. Anyhow, um, enough of that. Well, we digress. Ben, what have you been playing? Thanks, Dan. Uh, I've been playing Mario Maker 2. I know, big surprise. Um... First of all, this game is awesome. 
Like it builds on everything that was great about the first game and then takes it, I don't want to say to the next level because I don't want to sound like this guy, but it takes it to the next level. Pretend, I, pre I say next level? You do. Um, but let's pretend it was a pun because Mario Maker, you make levels. So this takes it to the next level. Level Mario Maker 2.1 coming at you in your Switch. Anyway, uh, the uh, main problem uh, that I foresaw was the fact that uh, you can only use the touchscreen in, in undocked mode. Uh, however, using the controllers is so uh, easy and uh, just intuitive? intuitive. Yeah, thank you. Uh, intuitive that I actually prefer using the controllers over using the little stylus that I got with my pre-order. Um, I know, stylus. Now, I've got some notes. I'm going to have to cheat and look on my phone. Uh, story mode comes with it because obviously you need a Nintendo online subscription to play the uh, courses online and play other people's courses. So if you don't have that, you can still buy it and play the one-player mode, which is 100 new levels made by Nintendo. Uh, it's basically a Mario game. What did the first Mario Maker, how many levels did that have in it, little pre-made? Uh, none. So you just played other people's levels. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. Because 100 levels is basically Mario World. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically a brand new 2D Mario game. Uh, and what's more is they use some uh, game mechanics within those levels that you wouldn't normally see in a Mario game uh, in order to get there. Another thing they've added is they've added goals. So you can do things like you have to finish Mario. You have to finish the level with Mario having a star. Or you have to kill three Bowsers in order to finish the level. And if you don't do that, the flagpole at the end has just disappeared. How do they, because um, they've got the 3D stuff in there now, how have they brought that into it? It's 2.5D. Oh! There it is. There it is. There's our one per show. Uh, so it's uh, really... 2.5, <laughs> That's right. Um, you can also, after you finish someone's level, there's an like the last one you had the opportunity to star the level if you liked it. This one, you can boo it. Or like it. So if you get some rubbish troll level, you can boo it. And it's a symbol of a heart that's broken in two. Uh, it's great. So everyone who does a little crappy troll level or a level where you just run the entire length of the screen and then finish it, you get a boo from me. Do you reckon that's going to make it so it won't come up in searches as much, like algorithm style? I reckon what it may do is prevent you from getting those types of courses. So if you uh, frequently not like auto-run courses, you won't get auto-run courses. Another thing they've added is a tagging system. So when you make your level, you can put uh, specific tags in as to what the level is. So you can have auto-scroll level and uh, a puzzle level, and you put them in, and then people can search for them that way. Um, one thing I was bummed that was missing, you can no longer have Amiibo costumes on there. Uh, it's a small sacrifice. It is, it is. But those Amiibo costumes are really, really cool. Amiibos, are they still relevant, you reckon? Yeah, oh, well, they're still using them. They still have plans to use them. They're still releasing them, including a nice little link from uh, the uh, Link's Awakening coming in September. I've already pre-ordered mine. It's a cute little boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was... We'll cut that. We won't. <laughs> um, there are new power-ups, which haven't been released before in a Mario game, uh, including one from Super Mario Land, which, when you get it, plays a theme that's very, very familiar to some Hack the Dino listeners. Ooh. So I'm going to be making a Hack the Dino level. I've, I, I just unlocked it last night. Uh, so when that's up, I'm going to get Brayden and Dan to play it in a Let's Play or something. That's it's a gonna great be idea, actually. Uh, so that, that'll be coming soon as a little segment. Uh... The one thing that I really, really didn't like, uh, typical Nintendo fashion, one step forward, two steps back. Uh, the online, when you play multiplayer online yep. with four people, 
if one of those people has a bad internet connection, everyone, is. everyone does, and it, it lags horribly. So you're in this little box while the countdown comes, while they sync up everyone, and if you've got someone with a bad internet connection, it literally moves like this if someone's jumping. Is that for, like, the four players on screen one? Like, yep. Yep, the four players on screen. And being in Australia, there's not a lot of good internet connections. So they didn't go for Royale, like we thought, our hit prediction? No, they didn't go for Royale, but uh, I made a Fortnite level, which I thought was pretty cool. Ooh, good, good, good. I like it. What? Yeah, I made a Fortnite level. I'll, I'll show it. We'll, we'll find it. and We'll play it. Yeah. I'll make some levels and we'll do a Hack the Dino Let's Play where you guys can try and beat my levels. We'll, we'll rubbish you. Rubbish talk you to death. And I'll cry. It'll be fun for everyone apart from me because I'll be in tears, probably drowning in them. So you'll see Dan and Brayden laughing and I'll be going... Drinking those salty tears. News time! Okay, it's time for news. It had been rumoured that Xbox Scarlet wasn't one... Uh, next-gen console, but two, codenamed the Anaconda and the Lockheed, I believe. Lockhart, sorry, Lockhart. Uh, with Anaconda being the high-end 4K extravaganza and the Lockhart being the lower-end. Is that not true? Well, it's another rumour since come out suggesting that uh, Xbox has decided to only go to one console, the Anaconda, primarily because uh, a lot of their developers who were developing games could, didn't have the resources to develop two versions of a game, a high-end one and a low-end one, so they were just going the low-end one. <laughs> so had they gone ahead with this, Xbox would probably had another disaster on their hands. Low-end games all coming out. All the high... Oh, yeah, well, all the... Uh, the popular games that people want to play would only appear on the low-end console, the cheap console. So they would have been in big, big trouble. So, But this is a rumour, debunking a rumour. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, who's to say that's even true? But I thought it funny that uh, Xbox, still learning from those mistakes from uh, this gen. They're, 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 the, they're the young guys. They've only just come in. They're the, the youngest of all the gaming dudes. They're yep. Con they're consoles. No, no, that's, that's fair. But, I mean, they, they hit a home run with a 360 and then uh, proceeded to just, not run at all. Just bring out 360s. Well, no, they, they released the Xbox One and, and that uh, stunk up the place. Worse than you after having some chocolate. Yeah, it should have Braden. been the Xbox number two. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I like that. Moving on. Uh, our good friends over at EA Games... Uh, the EA executives have very, very kindly voted not to receive their bonuses this year after the poor performance of the company. Now, just so you know, the company was 27% down this financial year. Uh, they've laid off over 300 people uh, and have overseen horrible failures such as Anthem. But the good old executives at EA, at the generosity of their hearts, voted to not take their bonuses. So thank you, EA. You're truly brilliant, masterful people, and we cannot wait for you. I can't keep this up anymore. EA, get your act I, together. I bet they really are missing their ivory back scratches they were going to get. I know. And look, EA, I know you're watching this. Just stop. Just stop. Stop. You're making me angry. I'm throwing all of Dan's property around. Just stop. Think of Dan, you selfish... River City Girls has been announced. Now, uh, this is going to be on all consoles and Steam. Uh, the original River City game, was it Rampage or was that the sequel? I don't know. River City. River City was on the NES and it was one of the best NES games you could get. It was a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Uh, the Scott Pilgrim game that came out on the... Uh, cloned it. Yeah, cloned it and again was a brilliant game that you can't get anymore because licensing. Uh, 
You going to stream it? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably, probably, yeah, I will. This is actually Ross, who I own the uh, green light with. It's the original, original River City, which he says the Japanese name, which I can't remember what it is. It's one of his favourites. But this looks, Jeff, this looks great. Um, it just looks amazing. Thanks for that insight, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for the mic and I thought you had something deep yeah. to say. It was like, oh, this looks cool. Um, I think we've got the trailer going up at the moment, but uh, yeah, it, you saw the trailer, right? It looks sweet. And the bo the boyfriends get kidnapped? Such a good idea. Oh, and they, yeah, they just kick ass. Uh, and really brutally as well. Like, they're, they're grabbing people's faces and, like, kneeing their nose to the other side of their head. Yeah, they've got, like, knuckle dusters with spikes on them, which seems really unnecessary in a child fight. <laughs> no, well, I'm all for it. And welcome our new fighting overlords. And finally, we haven't done this in a while, Pokemon Go news, Dan. Are you, are you excited? No, but I did see, um, no, but I did see one of my mates was cruising down here at Avcom when we were setting up, and he had a, his Pokemon Go going with dual screen. He had two accounts running at the same time on his phone. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's not supposed to be a thing, but people do it. Oops. I've seen people with like four or five, like an iPad, and then resting on the iPad, they have three phones, and they're all playing Pokemon Go. It's, uh, anyway, I've only got the one account, but big news coming to Pokemon Go. They've done some data mining and found out that Team Rocket and Shadow Pokemon are coming to Pokemon Go. I can't believe that Team Rocket aren't already in it. Everyone loves Team Rocket. Why? Yeah. It's the, it's the thing I actually did like about Pokemon. They're not in it yet. Oh, no. So what they're doing is Pokestops and whatnot are going to have shadows over them, and they're going to be captured by Team Rocket. So you walk up to them, you spin it, you battle the Team Rocket members, and then you have the chance to free the, the shadow Pokemon that they had. So basically a, a Pokemon who's all purple because they're evil. Just the same, a different colour. Yeah, and then you cleanse them by, by trapping them in a ball and ordering them to do your bidding. And perhaps the biggest news that I'm very excited for is Armored Mewtwo is finally coming to some kind of Pokemon game. Now, for those of you who don't know or aren't familiar, Armored Mewtwo first appeared in Mewtwo Strikes Back. Uh, was that the first Pokemon film? Where, like, they have him cloned and he's got all this armor and he looks really, really kick-ass. Looks like a mech dude. And they've never released him until now. You were, um, we actually have talked about this before. You've always been about Armour Mewtwo. Like, even I know who he is because of you banging on about him. Yeah, and I was always bitter that we never got something like that, and we finally have. So that's coming out very, very soon as we're recording this, and I cannot wait to get my hands on that mythical digital pixel man. Anyway, we're uh, going to go now and film some stuff around Greenlight. Dan, any final words? Yeah, um, so if, if you're down at Avcon this weekend and you're seeing this, Will they be able to see this before? Yeah, I think Braden's gonna. We're gonna sit down and edit yeah. this now, and it's gonna go up very, very shortly. Yeah. So if you're at Avcon this week, come over to our uh, the Greenlight booth where we are running a competition with um, Brain Hacker and Infinite World Tattoos. Where you can get if you get a selfie with us and then put it up on Instagram, you can win a big prize pack. So yeah, come to us. Do do the the the, the geeky trio. And triangle, triangle, triumvirate. Uh, and Braden and I will be walking around all weekend filming, interviewing, talking to people. Uh, we're going to head over to the Nintendo area because I'm very excited about that. We're also going to head over to the Retrospect area and play some retro video games. I might explain what some of these consoles are. Uh, heaps of stuff coming out. Thank you very much for watching. Be sure to like, share and subscribe. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Do all the things that all the other YouTubers tell you to do, but do it for us first. Anyway, I'm Ben. That's Dan. Braden's behind the camera. We'll be talking to you soon with our face holes. We're here at Avcon all weekend. I'm Ben. This is Hack the Dino. Well, it's not... Ha 
I'm half, I'm Hack of Hack the Dino. Actually, no, I'm Dino. I'm Dino of Hack the Dino. And this man here is a good friend of Hack the Dino, Mr. Mark Latour. Did I get that right? No, no, not, not yet. It's been how many years have we known each other? It's uh, Lortier. It's, oh, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Lortier. As long as it, I always say, as long as it starts with an L, that's uh, fine. That's fine. Almost six years, by the way. Yes. So, you know, like a uh, little bit of practice, you'll, you'll get there. Another six years, you'll, you'll nail it. I refuse to. Anyway, Mark is a comic book artist and sometimes writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, 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 I write. Uh, I, I'm not a writer, like, but I have ideas and stuff that I want to draw, um, and so I write to facilitate that, basically. So. And what comic book projects have you done and are currently on, if you can talk about them, of course? Um, so I have done some work for uh, Gestalt uh, Comics, Australian publisher. I am still currently working on one for them, which is, uh, I have been, it's taking a long time. It's, a, it's, a, it's quite an undertaking, this one, and I've been a little bit neglectful of it. Um, so that one's still going. Also working on my own one, which is uh, Icarus 2120, which is right there. It's a, uh, the elevator pitch. It's a Greek mythology sci-fi time travel story. Um, so basically a retelling of the classic Greek myth of uh, Icarus and Daedalus in the labyrinth, except instead of Daedalus building wings for them to escape from the labyrinth, Hades comes to them uh, in the labyrinth with an offer. He will help Daedalus to build a time machine to send Icarus forward into the future to bring back a gift for Zeus. Um, so there's basically two, two timelines running uh, at the same time in the comic, telling the story as it happens kind of thing. It looks like a very interesting comic, and, and I, I think there's a lot of detail in, in a lot of the maze, uh, maze parts as well. You will, you will be amazed. Oh, oh, edit, oh, edit, edit, edit that out. No, <laughs> he's right at home here on Hack the Dino. Wow. Just cop so, some of this action. Look at this. <laughs> So I don't know, like, you know, you, you tell me where I need to hold that. But basically, that's the labyrinth, which is like this big cylindrical nightmare uh, for them and for me. Because, because it's a big cylinder, um, anytime I'm drawing them, it's in the background because it surrounds them. So I end up drawing the labyrinth endlessly. Um, but it looks impressive once it's done. So I just focus on that. And speaking of being really impressive, I, if only there was a way I could, like, get the pages early if if only there was a way that i could i don't know give you money to to get preview pages or, or well, actually actually you know what if you if you were to jump on patreon patreon.com slash mark you would actually for as little as one us dollar a month be able to read the progress as it happens i'm already up to basically page 60 something or other so that's you know if you if you jump on there that's basically uh, one of the cheapest comic books you're ever going to find it's one of the best as well so Get on there. Oh my you know? goodness, what a coincidence. I, know, I mean, I know, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny the way that that worked, that you know that I'm working on the comic book, but you also just happen to mention, wow, that's... You know, well, we're professionals here at Hack the Dino. It, yeah. We do our research and uh, don't shill at all, ever. Hey, you got some statues coming. I do. So um, me and my friend and business partner, Matthew Clemenko, we have started up a statue company called uh, Skilled Studio. You can check us out on Instagram, skilled.studio. Um, and we are working on the... We've got a number of projects in the works. We have our very first uh, resin kit, which, is being, which has been produced. Um, and I'm just working on the final product packaging, etc. for that. And it's basically um, 
uh, one of the characters from my comic book. She's one of the Furies from uh, the future timeline. So she's like this uh, cyborg kind of chick, um, which you'll probably edit something in there so people can see it. And um, we've got a statue which you can see now because they're going to edit it in as well. This is the magic of TV and, you know, there it is. So she's basically uh, this um, mechanical cyborg chick with a big chain gun, big shotgun. Very um, high quality resin statue uh, produced by the same factory that the, the guys at um, Prime One Sideshow, all of these guys use. So we're going top quality from the get-go. Um, so she's going to be available to purchase along with the other two, which will go behind to make like a full desktop diorama. Um, and we've got Hades coming along as well. So we've got the 3D file for Hades um, done, and we're basically just in the work, in the in the in the process of dealing with the factory to get quotes and have him produced. And he's he's very impressive um, as well. So a lot of stuff happening. You got a timeline on when we could start seeing these bad boys in, on the shelves, or where are you going to sell them around cons or? Um, online, uh, mostly in Australia. Um, although, yeah, so basically through our, through our website, um, skilled.studio, uh, I, I believe it is. I should know these sort of things. Um, the first of the Furies, she is basically going to be ready to go within about a month or so. Like I said, I'm just, we're just finalizing um, the last of the actual product packaging and everything. Um, Hades is a little bit further off. We are uh, basically getting quotes, etc. So later in the year, Hades is going to be ready to go as well. And then basically next year is going to be a big year for us. We're going to have the other two Furies um, and a couple of Hades and then a couple of other product, um, properties that we're working on as well. Those are going to be um, available as well. So the best place to check us out is basically on Instagram, skilled.studio, and that all the updates go up there and all the details for where you can get these amazing statues, which you can't find anywhere else. They're our own original designs. So you can buy a thousand Batman statues, yawn, okay, seen him, boring, or you get, you know, one of ours, haven't seen them before, amazing, talking piece, highlight of your collection. So by all means. Good advice, and uh, one that I subscribe to over on patreon.com backslash mark, his last name. <laughs> now, you, you mentioned next year's going to be a big year. Yes. You've had a big year this year. I have had a big you, year. You, have... you did a little uh, album cover for a, a well-known band called the Hilltop Hoods. Hell, hell, yeah, the, the, the Helltop Hooks or something like that. I think they're, I think that's what they're, yeah. So I <laughs> did... I was very fortunate, um, uh, and I had the opportunity to do um, some uh, covers for their singles, it was, for Exit Sign and Leave Me Lonely. Um, so when you check those, uh, they, they actually released those singles on uh, some um, small vinyls, which was really, really neat, um, with the artwork on there. So that was, that was fantastic. I've, I've moved into the, I'm in the, I'm in the music biz now, you know, like I'm... Um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm all about it, aren't I? I'm like some kind of like outrageous entrepreneur. I'm doing artwork. I'm doing, you know, I've got my comic book going. I'm, uh, we've got, we've got a statue company going. I'm, I'm in the music biz. Like, what's next? What's, I don't even know. Like, I'm going to the moon or something. I'm, I'm waiting to call from Elon Musk. I'm going to Mars. That's it. Like, he's just, he's going to get one of my statues and he's probably listening to Hilltop Hoods right now. And he's like, you know what? I need this guy on Mars. He is, uh, he's just, he's just killing it here on earth. We need to get rid of this guy. Send him off. Well, I, my understanding was that they needed someone to design the holodecks for the Mars spaceship. <laughs> uh, they needed someone. 
they have someone for that. Oh. They do, yeah, yeah, what a pity. What a pity because because if you go if you're in space for too long without earthly surroundings, you go bonkers. So they're basically designing, as I understand it, the rumor rumor is they're designing a, a hollow deck and uh, it's got uh, good lord. This is if only you people knew what we were actually talking about. In jokes are the best. Oh, yeah. Let's this not let's not make any qualms. Hack the dino is about me popping my friends. That's it. That that's uh. all I want to do. So where can I go to give you money again? You can go to you can you can give me right money right now if you oh, want. that's not oh, happening. Okay. Oh oh where do these are there these? you go. Are right? Okay. <laughs> uh, patreon.com slash Mark Uh it's M-A-R-K-L-A-U-T-H-I-R. And what about if I wanted to purchase one of these fantastic, awesome prints? Oh you can you can jump onto lorts.com, L-A-U-T-H-S dot com. Um, and on my Instagram, um, which is Mark underscore Lortier, uh, has all details as well. And people can always get in touch with me, email, Instagram, websites. Um, I'm all around it. So, Ladies and gentlemen, be sure to check out Mark L- 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 This interview's over. Avcon, synonymous with many things. But the one thing it's known for, the one thing above everything, is underpants. And we've got the expert here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Andrew. I remembered his name from last year. It's Andrew from Brief Battles. Andrew, welcome back to Hack the Dino. Hey, man. Good to be here. Here, Yes, this is our studio. This is our new Hack the Dino headquarters, as you can see. We're supporting local industries. Now, you've had a really big year since the last time I think Dan spoke to you. Uh, tell us the journey that you've been on. Yeah, um, well, we finally released our game, which is pretty damn exciting. Um, so, yeah, Brief Battles is out now on our Xbox, PS4, and our PC, and Switch versions coming not too far off now as well. Um, but, yeah, pretty insane releasing our first major title, all platforms. Went smoothly, great reviews, can't complain, yeah. Now, are you a traditional uh, PC or a console man? Um, I probably play more things on console myself, except for couch games like Brief Battles. Um, yeah, whip out the console for that, get friends around on the couch, have some fun. What console was your favourite growing up? You know where I'm headed with this, but... <laughs> um, oh, growing up, I didn't really have many consoles growing up. Parents wouldn't buy me a game thing. Um, pretty sad, right? Had- see what you did, Andrew's parents? You see, this is all your fault. Blame them. I think they made me make games, though. So I had, like, a PC, though, which I played, like, your classic Duke Nukem's, things like that. Um, but my first console was GameCube. Loved it so much. But then Xbox probably um, was my favourite. Controllers, just so much better. This interview's over. <laughs> no, um, only reason I ask is because I, it's something, because I'm not talented at all and I will never release a game, uh, actually having the notification that you are going to be on Xbox, on PlayStation, on Switch. I mean, what's the feeling when that email comes through or that contact comes through? Uh, yeah, pretty pretty sensational. Um, I think it was hard to believe. And I think for a long time, it still kind of like was unbelievable until it's actually happened. Um, getting the game, now it's actually on the storefront, seeing it there. Yeah, still ridiculous. It's still kind of like... Speaking of ridiculous, uh, hack, hack the Dino, we're big fran- uh, big friends. We're big friends. Big Fran Dreshers, we all have nasally voices, and we love Mr. Sheffield. We're also big fans of Kind of Funny Games. Yes. Now, am I correct in thinking that a party mode starred Brief Battles? 
Uh, that it did, yeah. We pretty surprised by that as well. So it came out of nowhere. We didn't get told anything about it. Um, and yeah, suddenly they were just, uh, it was in their schedule. It popped up in um, Google search results and they were doing it. Yeah, it was amazing. Really, really funny. And have you managed to talk to any of the guys or got any feedback from them? Um, haven't spoken to them directly yet, um, but we'll, we'll probably try and bounce up to catch up with them to maybe play the Hold the Gold Bear Buns. I reckon that'll have a bit of fun running around naked trying to get the old only pair of undies in the match. And uh, what else have you got coming up? I know, was there a second game there that you're sort of toiling away on as well? Um, well, yeah, so after developing brief battles for like three-ish years, we kind of wanted to do, with all Avcons coming up, can we make a game in a month? So we only got about seven days free to like make a 15-minute demo. So it's called our Drone Delivery Co. And right now we're just seeing if it's if it's going to be any good, if it's going to take off. Um, but pretty much the premise of it is like drones making weird, crappy drones uh, to take over human postal services. Um, yeah, and it's going to be weird, physics-based, strange stuff. We can build drones, do crazy stuff. I saw a bit of it before, and I think one of your fellow uh, developers was just sitting back and quietly chuckling as uh, people were struggling with the physics-based program. It was excellent to see. Yeah, that's definitely it. I think we wanna, we've got some really wacky ideas. A couple of them weren't ready for prime time for Adcon, um, seven days after all. But now it's working out pretty good. It's shaping up. Oh, well, you've got you know, in a year now, and we expect five more games, all appearing on the Kind of Funny Games Showcase or wherever else they may appear. Where can people buy your materials and find out more about brief battles and making robots that want to take over the postal service? Yes, uh, you can check out our company website, juicycupcake.com. That's a good place to start. Otherwise, uh, search for brief battles on any popular game storefront. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Thank you very much for joining us on Hack the Dino once again, and we'll be sure to uh, salivate over... Actually, I was going to say salivate over your underwear. That, that's that's not, not... This interview is actually over. We're still here at Avcon 2019. God damn it, Will, I'm going to murder you. Avcon 2019 is still going on, and we are in my home away from home, the Retrospect Retro Museum. We're going to have a quick look around and talk about some of the consoles of yesterday. Thanks. Wrong with people. We're here looking at some of the older consoles of the yesteryear, starting with this one here, the Neo Geo. Now these are one of my favourite non-Nintendo machines, primarily because it was a perfect one-for-one -one, uh, port from the arcade. And to the fact where these cartridges here, they may look big, it's because they're actual cartridges that go inside the big Neo Geo arcade machines. So if you had an arcade machine at home, which no one did back then, but I do now because I'm great. Anyway, uh, these Neo Geo cuts are the same size and completely compatible with the arcade machines. Very sought after, very, very expensive old gaming machine. What we have here is the arcade machine based on the hit movie starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. In this game, you walk around as The Rock and become giant lizard people and steal ladies' clothes, just like the real Rock. You too can be The Rock if you go on The Rock. Oh, awesome! Man, Atari Lynx, these, guys, these things are awesome. Um, yep, full battery. Hang on, I, just, I haven't played one of these in ages. It's already flat. For those of you who don't have that horrible disease of collecting Nintendo consoles like I do, you may not be aware that uh, the Nintendo over in Japan was actually called the Famicom and later the Super Famicom. 
we have here Street Fighter 2 on the Super Famicom with the only real discernible difference between the PAL version and the NTSC version being the Famicom label right here. Uh, it's not like that horrible US version that's purple and looks like a tissue box for some reason, uh, but I'm going to give my boy Ryu a go right now. Once upon a time during the Great Console War, it was Nintendo versus Sega. Nintendo did come out of that on top, however Sega were very, very close behind with classic games on their Dreamcast console. Classic games like... I take it back, it wasn't, it wasn't close. Sega just... The hell's wrong with you, Sega? Milton Bradley. No, not the monocle-wearing, top-hat, sporting millionaire from Monopoly, but the company that makes all those board games. However, way back in 1982... Excuse me for a second. Milton Bradley released the Vectrex in 1982. Now, while this machine wasn't a huge success, it is very, very expensive by today's standards. We can see here the uh, built-in monitor that the game compartment was actually in, and he's coming back again. My God. Don't go to retrospect. They're jerks. Uh, these now are very, very hard to come by, very, very expensive, because a lot of people who bought them in the early 80s threw them out or gave them away like the fools that they are. Uh, one of the things that I really like about the Vectrix is in order to have colour, you had these cellophane screens that are very, very fragile now that you placed over the top. So if you had something like Pac-Man, you would have the screen placed over and the game would fly in between the lines of the cell show. So I'm, I'm all discombobulated now. This is what I have to deal with. These jerks at Retrospect going around ruining everyone's videos. You wait until the panel tomorrow. You wait until that panel where I'm sitting on there and I'm going to give them all what for. I can tell you, dear viewer, that they are going to pay and pay dearly. Milton Bradley. Ben here for Hack the Dino. Yes, we are still at Avcon 2019. I almost said 2017. Thinking back to better times, but I could have gotten away with it. Oh, well, we're out the front of a little game company, Quiet Developers. You may have heard of them. They're called Nintendo. And this is Jordan from Nintendo, and he's going to talk to us about Nintendo. Hi, Mr. Nintendo. <laughs> hey, how's it going? So what are you doing here with uh, Avcon? What's Nintendo's presence here? Um, we just want to bring a bunch of our games that we've either had out since 2017 when the Switch launched and stuff that's a bit more recent. That's why I said 2017. Yeah. It's when the Switch launched. I'm a professional. and <laughs> So we've got Super Mario Maker 2, which came out just last month. So maybe not even, not even two weeks. Um, so that's been out for a little while. So we've got people playing through the story mode on that. Um, and then we have the handheld table for the making part of that. So people can make their own levels on that because the touchscreen is really nice to use for that kind of thing. And then playing the big story mode levels uh, on the TVs there. I also noticed you've got a couple of little competitions going as well with some Nintendo freebies. Yeah, we like, we, we like bringing the freebies to Avcon actually because people are always really keen. We've got the challenge wall here. So we've got Super Mario U Deluxe. Uh, on there, we've also got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and on the other side, we've got Captain Toad Treasure Tracker and Yoshi's Crafted World. So, 
the Yoshi's Crafted World and Captain Toad side, that's a score challenge. So beat the, uh, beat the score, which for those games is collecting the items like the smiley flowers in Yoshi or the diamonds in Captain Toad. Yep. Uh, you also have to beat the boss in it and get a certain amount of coins as well for that one. Uh, and on this side, it's time trials. So beating the time within, with a certain amount of time left on New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is uh, Mario Circuit 150ccs. It's, they're not hard. But it's just a little bit of a taste for people who maybe haven't played competitive before and they just kind of want to dip their toe in. Um, and then we'll just give them free stuff. Free stuff's awesome. I came in and got it all. Uh, we came in before opening with my daughter, who's 11 years old, and she creams me on Mario Kart, so yeah. I wasn't even going to try that. But then Mario U, yeah. uh, I had a go to speed run it in a certain time and she laughed at me because I died on the first Goomba. She couldn't even finish the level. Yeah. So, Parker, if you ever watch Daddy's videos, I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean... Anyway, <laughs> we've got some really cool games coming up from you guys soon. I am a little bit of a Nintendo fan. Um, oh, yeah? Just, yeah, couple just a couple yeah. of bits and pieces. Uh, first thing I'd love to, for you to hear about from you is uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Yep. Uh, that's coming up soon. There's no release date yet, and we won't hit you up for when that's released as an exclusive or anything like that. <laughs> we wouldn't dream of doing that. Um... Yeah, what can you tell us about that? Uh, well, it's kind of our closest thing we've got to a survival horror game coming from a first party, like Nintendo perspective. Anything where you play as Luigi, you have to survive it because he's just hot trash. Yeah, he's had a bad run. Like, people do like to dunk on the old Luigi. We gave him a year all to himself a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and that year, the year of Luigi, was Nintendo's lowest grossing profit uh, for the past 30 years or something. So, <laughs> Luigi... Yeah, don't disappoint us this time. <laughs> nah, he'll do fine. I've actually seen, like, from what we saw at E3 as well, especially, such a nice-looking game as well. The atmosphere in it is excellent. The multiplayer in it is going to be great. The Gooigi aspect of it, which was they introduced in Luigi's Mansion, uh, uh, the 3DS uh, oh, remake, remake of number one. Yep. Um, so having that as, like, a as an additional part of Luigi's Mansion 1 was cool, but this is a core part of the game now, so I really think it's going to be super handy and really like a game changer as opposed to you know there's some differences in number two from number one but this will be like a, a whole new gameplay mechanic which will really make it feel like a good sequel so what's Guiji really made of it's snots isn't it it looks like boogers i reckon it's, it's boogers it's it's snot luigi yeah. <laughs> uh one of the mechanics that i really love about it from what i saw on that uh, e3 video was the fact that luigi can half suck the ghosts in and just belt them on the ground like that and they're already dead so it's not an animal cruelty or anything no, it's fine. They can use, he can use as much force as he wants. He ain't hurt nobody. Uh, no, nobody. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jordan from Nintendo. He'll be here all today. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now you were talking before about Astral Chain that's yeah. coming out, and this is specifically your jam. Dan, who's our co-host, uh, is a big fan of this. Yeah. Tell us what you like about Astral Chain. I love Platinum Games. They, they could do no wrong. They're just, they're just weird enough. To be like, it's it's so obviously Japanese, like Bayonetta, for example. They did Nier Automata as yep. well. Yep. Um, one of the leads from Nier Automata is the is working on Astral Chain as well. Oh, wow. So they've got this sweet pedigree of just like all these great artists, as well as the some character designers from some really old manga, like the guy that designed the Legion, which are your um, your anime cop like buddy, yep. like your partner. They're these interdimensional beings that they've captured that was designed by a guy who did Zetman. i don't know if you've heard of that 
I can't remember his name, it's Japanese, um, but he's a very, very legendary artist and he's just got such an iconic mech style. So that really shows through in Astral Chain as well. You look at all the different creature designs and stuff like that. It's so iconic, it just makes you want to just like, oh my god, it's so good, I want to chop things with it. And what I really like about it is Platinum Games has come out, I think, two or three weeks ago and said, oh yeah, this is planned part one of a trilogy. So if you buy it and it sells, we'll make, we'll make others. That was, I think that was a mistranslation, actually. I don't oh, think that, yeah. No, don't say that. Yeah, yeah. It's in, they, they were like, what? No, we, no, what? <laughs> don't listen to them. Don't, don't listen to the Nintendo authoritative. for it to be a trilogy, honestly. I would play that in any format that they choose to give it to me in. Just give me more anime cops, man. I'm down. You heard it here first, folks. I'm bitterly disappointed. Uh, another game you've got coming out very, very soon is Pokemon. Uh, I was going to say, oh, jeez. Yeah. My thought process then, I went to go, let's snap. Yeah. Because I want a Pokemon snap on yeah. the Switch, but that's not coming. We've got Sword and Shield. Now, what can you tell us about that? Uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield set in the Gala region, which is Europe, essentially. Um, what I think is really cool about Sword and Shield, actually, is for the first time, we've got an actual British guy who works for Game Freak who is designing all the Pokemon. He's yeah, the lead designer for the Pokemon yeah. this time, which is amazing for a Japanese company to come out and be like you're in charge of this one you get it like especially Pokemon yeah especially Pokemon and like their creature design is you know what has made them the huge juggernaut of brand that they are now um, so for them to let someone take the reins like that is just kind of really exciting I'm, I'm keen to see what like different sort of weird left-wing kind of stuff that we haven't seen before just come out from, from this game who are you gonna pick who's your starter ah uh, probably the bunny I like score bunny yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Are you a soccer or football fan? Not really. Like, I, like my my family's English, so like, I was kind of I grew up in that environment. But it's, yeah, it's not my thing. I'm an inside boy. Like, I, I play Nintendo games all day. I don't go outside. Well, I play Pokemon Go, but like, that's my forcing myself to go outside. <laughs> Personally, I'm going after that grass monkey, that funky like monkey, yeah. grass monkey. I think for me, it'll depend on the evolutions as well. So if they show us the evolutions beforehand. Um, if I'm like, eh, it's not, I like them cute. If it stays cute, I'll, I'll keep it. But if it's like too big and bulky, I'll be like, oh, no, I'll just, I'll just go with the other guy. Yeah. And possibly the biggest surprise for me this year uh, was the announcement of Link's Awakening uh, yeah, coming yeah. to Switch, which just out of nowhere. Now, I heard a rumor that originally it was a dungeon creator level that they've got in there, mm. and then they had extra room, and they just went, oh, well, we can, we can just do the other put the game on there yeah let's just remake the game i didn't hear that actually um i know that the, the chamber dungeon is a uh, is the is the main addition to the game they've kept it pretty much exactly the same as the storyline and the plot points of Link's awakening they've just done an amazing recreation of it which is great because i don't know about you but i find it really hard to go back to game boy games they're too punishing for me i'm a retro gamer i play those things every day me too but like snes era is where i'm where i sit pretty just because you've got, you can save and you go back to the certain point, but like Game Boy and NES especially, I, I don't have a lot of free time. So like if I'm getting punished and I have to start from the beginning, you know, I'm like, no man, this game sucks. Well, I mean, back in those days, we didn't have a lot of money and you bought a game and that had to last you about eight months. So they had to make it hard. Yeah, I was the same too. Like growing up, I had a NES um, and then we got the 64 and even that was similar. But my birthday's at the end of the year, so I only got one game a year. So like I got Birthmas. 64 games, so I'd have to play the game all year until. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so what I a horrible thing. Informed choices about what games I picked up at Christmas. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So they're the big three coming out. Uh, I've 
drawing a blank, there was another one you wanted to talk about. Uh, Damianx Marquia, yes! Uh, we had that, uh, uh, was it a try and break it early type deal where yeah. the, uh, they wanted to do all the faults? What can you tell us about that one? Uh, so Damianx Marquia is all your anime mech fantasies that we haven't had satisfied since the last Armour Core game. So the Armoured Core series is where these guys have come from and they're working with Nintendo to make this game which is uh, more stylized and it's also got heavy metal thrown throughout it like it just it's just I don't know it's pretty badass piling in a mech and you like skid across the floor really stylishly you can jump up and fly around the air you got giant swords as well so you can just like switch gun to sword and stuff like that and just wreck falls it's oh it's so much fun oh man if only they had gun swords like in Final Fantasy because they're what <laughs> anyway this has been Jordan from Nintendo thank you very much for your time today you've got a stall to run uh, you're probably watching this and Avcon's over so Sorry, you can't come down, but Nintendo will be in an area near you. You've said you've got a lot more events coming up. Yeah, we're doing events all over the country. We will often do stuff during the school holidays at shopping centres and stuff like that, but we'll be at PAX, definitely. PAX, definitely. There you go. Get on down to PAX and don't get pox at PAX. Man, that is a bad ending, but I'm just going to stop it there. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are robots. Well, I'm not. I, I certainly don't know what you're talking about. I'm not a robot. <laughs> Hello, human. This is Human Alex. He's not a robot either, but he is a We Are Robot, and they make custom controllers. Alex, thank you for joining us on Hack the Dino. Thanks for uh, being here. <laughs> sure. Now, uh, tell us about these absolutely beautiful controls here and what you do at We Are Robots. Uh, so, roughly two years ago, we uh, started out kind of painting a couple of our own controllers. Uh, come from a bit of a modelling background, uh, painting robot uh, Gundam model kits, kind of inspired the name a bit. Um, and a love of kind of gaming and, and painting and modding stuff kind of came together and we've been, uh, yeah, having a, a crack at doing custom controllers for the last uh, couple of years. This is the second year at Avcom um, and we've got maybe twice as many kind of uh, designs we had last year so we're growing reasonably quickly and uh, trying to push the boundaries a bit with some of the new designs incorporating uh, new things textures uh, additional things like screws and uh, handcrafted kind of elements to hopefully make something unique and, and different that people haven't seen out there from you know, other controller models. Yeah, we had the opportunity to actually give away one of your Deadpool controllers, I think last year, just after Avcon. Uh, had uh, bullet shells as the buttons, and that thing was absolutely amazing. We were very tempted to keep it for ourselves, but no, we gave it to you, the viewer. And if you weren't the person who got it, it, it wasn't yours, don't worry about it, it's fine. Uh, but what do you actually do? Do you just do the cases? Do you do the whole controller? Do you mod the whole controller? What, what's the basic process that goes into it? So we can do the the whole controller in terms of uh, things like the sticks, the buttons, uh, you know, some of them we go through and modify, um, you know, all over the whole kind of shell, the back of the shell, the front of the shell, some of them we have different buttons, these ones have actually got, um, if you can see it from there, um, they're little um, handcrafted buttons to hopefully kind of look like little pirate doubloons. So there's kind of no limit to the amount of detail and stuff that we try and incorporate into a design. Obviously, the more work that goes into it, the more hours, the higher the cost. But, um, yeah, uh, we find a lot of people are really looking for something different and unique. And um, when they're after that, hopefully 
they find us and we can do that for them. Now, they uh, primarily a do you get people who want to use the controllers or is it more of a, uh, a trophy to put on the collection desk? It's a bit of both. Um, we find probably most people are looking to find one to put as part of a collection or a display. Uh, some people, we've done um, some for some um, pro gaming teams and stuff as well who use them on a, a regular competitive kind of basis. Um, we use a, a high quality uh, auto grade enamel finish that gives it a good strong kind of protection. So they're, they're reasonably dur durable if you're um, looking to use one as an everyday kind of controller as well. As long as it doesn't have too many bits and pieces sticking out of it waiting to snap off, in those cases it's better left on a shelf. Well, I'm sure every single gamer treats their controller with absolute care and precious-like tendencies. I couldn't even get through that without lying. Anyway, Alex, thank you very much. Check out We Are Robots online. Check out their Instagram. Absolutely beautiful uh, product that they do. And you can get your very own modified, specialist, amazing, sparkling, if you want it, controller for your very favourite system. Alex, thank you very, very much. I like Pokemon. Pokemon's really cool. In fact, it's probably the coolest thing in the world. No reason I'm saying that, just thought I'd bring it up. We're joined by Jess and James, who are blasting off at the speed of light. But they're not going to surrender now, but I will. Hi guys, how you going? <laughs> now, you got a little game here in the indie games area. Extravaganza showcase place full of awesome. Yes. Official name. Uh, tell us a little bit about Tiki Trials. Yeah, so uh, Tiki Trials is a game where you undertake a, a fast-paced gauntlet of platforming challenges to appease the Tiki Gods. He said that before. Oh, yes. I, it's oh, yes. more than once. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, so it's sort of a 150 levels, fast-paced action platformer. The whole game takes place on one screen and your goal is simply to just walk from left to right. Once you get to the other side, the level changes and back you go. Oh, so how does it change? Like uh, environmental changes or... Yes. Uh, yes. yes, yes. So basically the wall... Uh, comes out and comes back in and it will change uh, well they're predetermined levels but uh, they get challenging as they go on so different blocks will come out and complete that level that blocks go back in and a new set will come out wow and make different levels yeah how long have you guys been working on this one oh. yeah so around uh, just over a year about a, about a year and a half ish um, we started working on this game in our third year of study at AIE and have since graduated and released in April yeah. oh with Dr. Mike there yes. yeah. yeah yeah Dr. Dr. Mike, Mike yeah, yeah. Dr. Mike was our very first guest on the very first show where we use SingStar microphones held in mugs oh. as our microphones. Don't go back and listen to it. It's awful. But enough about me. Uh, <laughs> how far away is it from being released or is it released now? It's already out. It's already Sweet. Out. Yep, Good. Out. Did my research. Yep, came out April 30th. Well done on the research. <laughs> came out April 30th and it's been on Steam since then. Great, and how's it all going? Many expectations? I know Steam's a hard slog, it's much like YouTube. Yes, it definitely is. Uh, we're part of Steam Summer Sale right now, so we're getting uh, some good traction there. But uh, before that, it has been a little bit slow. But uh, today, it, I mean, and the whole weekend, it's been really awesome to see uh, people actually like the game, uh, good or bad. It's all good. Yeah, Anything uh, to add? Um, our game is directed towards speedrunners, who are right over there conveniently. Um, and uh, about a month after release, we introduced a free content pack with an extra 50 levels and have since released a level editor where you can build your own levels. So um, at the moment, we've, got, we've had a couple speedrunners uh, play and stream the game on Twitch and we're slowly sort of growing a community there. So yeah, it's, it's been doing pretty well. Right, and uh, are you going to continue with rolling updates, more DLC, or are you moving on to something else in the near future? 
So how do we want to answer that one? Well, yeah. So <laughs> the plan is to actually just sort of see how sales go, see um, yeah. whether we get uh, get traction and sort of grow this community. Um, and if things go well and we can fund the development of more levels, we'd absolutely love to continue this project. If not, we have other ideas in the back burner, so it's no hassle. Yeah. Fantastic. And where can everyone find you and more information and get this fantastic speedrunner of a game? Oh, man. So you can find us at Ticket Trials Game on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Had to remember them all. Uh, where, where else are we? Are we anywhere else? Yeah, so uh, Facebook, Steam Twitter, on. Instagram, at Tiki Trials Game. We're on Steam, search yeah. Tiki Trials. We're like the fourth one down. Um, and we're local Adelaide. We're stationed on Peary Street. Uh, so you can find us there and, and pick us up before the end of the sale. See, that's what I forgot. We're here. We're local. We're Adelaide local. Here, Adelaide local. <laughs> and if you don't have time, perhaps visit Giovanni's Gym. They'll be sure to be hanging around. A couple of meowths, maybe a Persian. Yeah, I'm yeah. grinding that joke into the ground. Yeah. Don't care. One of the things that I really love about Avcon is going into the indie game section and finding out all the brand new, upcoming, and majority of the time, local games. We're joined here by Arak, who is the creative director of Sprite Night. Arak, welcome, and what can you tell us about this gorgeous game, basically? Well, it's an um, atmospheric platformer. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted immersion. I wanted people to feel... Uh, I wanted people to feel that they loved, they could sit here and just relax and take it in, take in the whole environment. Right, and what's the uh, goal of the game? What's the story behind it? Uh, the story behind it is you're a little fae, a little mushroom sprite, and it's a night that the town has been taken over by the fae, and not all of them are nice. Some of them are going to be mean to their little brothers and sisters. What? That never happens in reality ever, especially when you're a little mushroom. These are fairies. They are fa fairies. Fairy mushroom. Mushroom fairies. Yeah, mushroom I'll stop. <laughs> and so they've kidnapped one of your little brothers or little sisters. They are mushrooms. They're not brothers or sisters. They're family. I'm confused right now. So who's getting kidnapped by the mushrooms? Your little sibling. Right, good. I'm back. Okay, we're here. And uh, is there an overall big bad boss that you have to come up against or is it a progressive journey to find them? It's more, um, more like classic platformer, so a lot of jumping around. Um, they're tied up to a bell tower, so you've got to get right across the little town, avoid all the lights because mushrooms don't like lights, and you've got to get and save this little, uh, little sprite uh, friend of yours uh, before the sun rises. Right, so you want to stay away from that mushroom kingdom then. SEO, we've got to do it. Now, as creative director, uh, any uh, trials or tribulations you run into? How long have you been working on this? Oh, right. Yeah, we've been working on this for about six months. Wow. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty impressive for six months' work, we can see here in the bottom. Uh, that's, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a team of seven, and that we're a student team. We just, like, honestly, we haven't not expected the response that we've been getting. We just wanted to put a game together and go, right, we say, hey, wow, we've got a game out. Um, like to say we could make one and yeah six months team's been very dedicated uh, yeah trials and tribulations explaining Art Nouveau to uh, young students that was an interesting tribulation in itself yeah, um, because that was my inspiration um, I loved uh, the colors of Art Nouveau um, the classic fairy tales like you know grim fairy tales Hans Christian Andersen I wanted that vibe I wanted this to be uh, Children, adults can sit down and just go, oh, this feels like 
being told a story by my parents. In awesome. That's a, that's a great way to describe it, I think. Uh, that, you said it was atmospheric and, and get you in there, and, and just that description made me feel all warm and fuzzy. So that hasn't happened because I'm a cold, dead man with a cold, dead heart. Anyway, uh, what's the plan for this? Is it uh, released now or will it be released soon? Where do you want to see it go to? That's actually all, like, as I said, we have not expected the response we've been getting. We were just expecting to just push this out and go, hey, look what we can do as students. And instead, we've been, had so many people coming up and going, when's this coming out? So, yeah, who knows where this might lead. Uh, Corey Barlog, if you're listening, um, I know you are, big fan. Uh, yeah, hit up Arik, he'll be able to give you the next God of War, but with mushrooms. Not in the Mushroom Kingdom, though. Just, just stay away from that. That's owned by people. That's it for Avcon 2019. We have been Hack the Dino, your nonsense variety game show thing that I haven't thought up a subheading for at the moment. Sorry, I just came off the, uh, the retrospect panel, and that was, that was insane. How'd you find it, Dan? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really funny. I had a blast. Would recommend. A sonic blast. No Sonic Blast. Sonic Blows. Anyway, been Hack the Dino. Be sure to like, subscribe, share. Help us grow so we can get nice and big and strong without eating spinach because spinach is a bad vegetable. Uh, you can find us on hackthedino.com, youtube.com backslash hackthedino, twitch.tv backslash hackthedino, Instagram, hack the, everything hackthedino. Dan. And you can check out the clips that we made this week for this, all the, the things I shot, all the things I was in. Search for them. They're harder to find. Because I wasn't in any. Dan was working and being responsible. But until next show, thank you and that word. And we'll see you next year for the big Avcon Extravaganza. But, 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 more in two weeks' time with a new episode.